Wickedness is real. Oppression is real. But more real is our victory. For this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. God has commissioned Dr. David Oyedebo, the presiding bishop of Winners Chapel International, to preach the word of faith, liberating men everywhere from all oppression of the devil. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to rule in the midst of your enemies and subdue them under your feet. saying I'm restoring it. Now would you want to lift up your voice and begin to turn that song into prayer. Lift up your voice and begin to speak into your life. Lord restore all that I have lost. Today is our covenant day of recovery. Nothing shall be left unrecovered. No aspect of your life shall be left unrecovered. Lift up your voice make those prophetic declarations. Leta parada sabra lian decletoso procrite le nuriataba. Are you sure you are praying? Lord restore. He said, I will restore the years that the locust, the palmer worm, the canker worm. The caterpillar wall. Every year that they have stolen, he said, I will restore. Ratapakatandalia do Sabralia de Cleto Prakita Ladabayadaba. Marianda Sabralanda Yagada Prosiglado Sabralande Rete Suproclita Topatala Dandialada Father, we worship you.
are the Lamb of God. You are the Lamb of God. You are the Lamb of God. The truth. You are the Lamb of God. You are the Lamb of God. You are the Lamb of God. The truth. Lift up those two hands to heaven this morning. Landa baro supra le shabra landa gada 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 gada
Father, breathe upon everyone this morning. Let the breath of the Holy Ghost take over the service. We hand over our lives and our totality to you. Everything about us, Lord, we drop it at your feet. We drop every situation at your feet this morning. Because we know you are able to change our lives. Thank you, faithful Father. Our hope is in you. Our confidence are on you. Our eyes are fixed on you. Glorify yourself in our midst. And let your name be exalted. In Jesus' precious name. Shout a believing amen. Shout a louder amen. How many of you know that today shall be your day of recovery? God has vowed to recover all that you have lost. And in this service, it shall be recovered. I don't know what you have lost and I don't know when you lost it. In this service, it shall be recovered. If you believe it, say louder, amen. Help me welcome your neighbor to the left and to the right. Tell them you're welcome to God's presence. You're welcome to God's presence. I'm glad to see you this morning. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Now, you know the reason why your neighbor is not welcoming you well is because they don't know who is shaking their hands. Tell that person, if you know who is shaking your hands, you will shake me well. If you know who is greeting you now, you will greet me well. Glory to Jesus. You are the living God. Hallelujah. There's no one like you. Somebody's story is changing in this service. I said somebody's story is changing in this service. If that person is you, let your amen be the loudest. Glory to Jesus. Put those blessed hands together for the Lord and let's be seated. Hallelujah. I want to gladly welcome every one of you to this glorious service this morning. I know you are living here with a change of story. Somebody's testimony shall be delivered today. In the precious name of Jesus. Say, believe in amen. Very briefly this morning, we're looking at God's work. And we'll continue in the series of teaching we've been looking at since the month began. Enough is enough. Glory to God. Enough is enough. That is what we've been looking at since this month began. And I pray that the God of enough is enough. We give somebody an encounter this morning. Glory to Jesus. I'd like us to see something from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 30. We'll read verse 15 and 16. And I'd like us all to read it together. Let's turn our Bibles there. Proverbs chapter 30. Help me ask your neighbor, where is your Bible? Don't smile, don't smile. Frown and ask the person, where is your Bible? And what was the person's reply? Glory to Jesus. If you have a Bible there, lift it up, let me see. Not iPad, not phones. Your Bible. These are Old Testament believers. And God is proud of you. To still bring Bible to church in this era that we are in. May the Lord reward you. 
in the name of Jesus. Proverbs chapter 30. Quickly, let's read verse 15 and 16. Are we all there? One to go, verse 15. The horselatch had two daughters, crying, give, give. There are three things that are never satisfied. Yea, four things say not, it is enough. Verse 16, the grave and the barren womb and the earth that is not filled with water and the fire that saith not, it is enough. Glory to Jesus. There are four things that never says it is enough. There are four things that never stops until you stop them. Are you aware that in life there are situations that will not change until you change them? Glory to God. When you say it is enough, that's not a word that is coming from God. That's a word that is coming from you, but backed up by God. Every time you hear it is enough, it is not God that will say it is enough. It is you. It is not God that will put an end to that situation. It is you. It is not God that will stop that pain. It is you. Glory to God. I would like you to understand that whenever you hear the word, it is enough, it leaves you with responsibility. It leaves you with action to take. Say with me, it is enough. Say it louder, it is enough. We'll just look at a few things this morning. And I know that the God of heaven will shall visit someone this morning in the name of Jesus. That amen is not loud enough. Glory to God. There are few things, four major things like we read from that scripture that we never say it is enough. And the first that we looked at this morning is the grave. The grave, like we all know, speaks of death. Glory to God. But I came to announce to somebody this morning, you have what it takes to stop the hand of death. Are you aware that death is a spirit? And every spirit is subject to the spirit of God. So you can stop the hand of death around your life. In your family, you can put an end to it. Glory to God. Now when we mean death, it may not literally mean physical dying or dying physically, physical death. It can be death in business. Death in careers. Death in any facet of your life. But I have good news for somebody. All that it takes to put a stop to it shall be released to you this morning. You are not saying that amen loud enough. There is one thing that is never satisfied. Four, we read. Number one is the, is the grave. The grave is never satisfied. The grave takes both old and young. Glory to God. It takes both rich and poor. It takes both great and small. It is you that can stop the hand of death. And I therefore stand on this altar and I decree every hand of death around you is stopped in the name of Jesus. I said it is stopped in the name of Jesus. Now, are you aware that the grave would have swallowed up Lazarus if Jesus had not stopped it? Glory to God. The grave would have swallowed up Lazarus. As a matter of fact, the mouth of the grave has already been opened and it has taken Lazarus. But Jesus showed up on the scene and stopped it. That same Jesus is showing up this morning in your favor. I said he's showing up in that situation this morning. 
Glory to God. Jesus came at the right time and stopped the hand of death. So even death can be stopped. Even death can be stopped. Glory to God. And are you also aware that the grave would have swallowed up Jairus' daughter? How many of you remember the story of Jairus? The grave would have swallowed up that innocent girl. But Jesus came at the right time and stopped the hand of the grave. I therefore decree whatever has swallowed your joy, swallowed your peace, swallowed your, your destiny, swallowed your finances, today enough is enough in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. No matter what this grave has swallowed from you, today it shall be recovered. I said today it shall be recovered. If Lazarus was recovered from the grave, then there is nothing that cannot be recovered. As far as that same Jesus is alive. How many of you believe Jesus is still alive? If he could recover Lazarus after four days of being buried, after four, when everybody had given up, when everybody had concluded that this one is gone, this one is totally lost, we have lost this one. Even the sisters had concluded that we can't see him again because he had been closed up. But Jesus said, not yet. Not when I'm around. Glory to Jesus. And I have good news for somebody. That Jesus is in this house this morning. And he's yet to recover what the grave has swallowed from you. You believe he said louder? Amen. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. The hand of death can be stopped. And today we are stopping it. Number two thing we saw was the barren womb. There are wombs that are barren. There are wombs that are unfruitful. Glory to God. No matter what is being done, it can't carry babies. Barren wombs are never satisfied. But they can't be stopped. And that is what God is out to do this morning. For everyone trusting God for the fruit of the womb, you are taking your miracle babies this morning. I said you are taking your miracle babies this morning. Now be careful how you say amen, because if you don't want children again, and you are saying amen to this prophetic word, you may receive some now. In the name of Jesus. You are still saying amen. <laughs> Glory to God. For everyone trusting God to carry their own baby. You know, nothing gives a woman pride and honor and dignity like carrying your own miracle baby. Glory to God. Nothing gives a woman glory and smiles. If you want to see a permanent smile on a woman's face, let her just have her baby. I therefore decree for everyone who has been trusting God, for everyone who has been believing and crying, both at the middle of the night and during the day, when you see other people's children, you are asking, when will I carry my own? I decree, may today be your own day. I said, may today be your own day. And for those standing in the gap for somebody, I decree their babies are released now. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Please understand that barrenness is not of God. Delay is not of God. God's desire is that you be fruitful and multiply. That is God's instruction. Be fruitful and multiply. Therefore, we came this morning to say enough to barrenness. Enough to delays. In the precious name of Jesus. Glory to God. Now hear this. No child of God is barren. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
child of God is what? Barren. Say with me, no child of God is barren. Say loud again, no child of God is barren. Glory to God. You might experience delay, but that does not make you barren. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You might experience delay, that does not make you barren. The devil can succeed in delaying your miracle babies. And like I told you some time back, I said when your babies are delayed, it just tells you that those are VIP children. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They are what? VIPs children. VIPs, they always enter last. Is that not so? They enter late. That's how VIPs come. They don't come in a hurry. When other people are rushing to go and get seats, you see VIPs, they are seated. <laughs> when everybody is seated, that's when they show up. So, you might experience delay. That doesn't make you barren. Say with me, I refuse to be barren. Now, barrenness does not just only speak of the body. It speaks of every facet of life. You may not have gotten job for the past five years. You may have been waiting for one breakthrough. That is just a delay. It doesn't make you unfruitful. I therefore decree your fruitfulness is released this morning. I said your fruitfulness is released this morning. In the name of Jesus. Every delay has a time limit. Every delay has a time limit. And I hear God say to someone today, you have cried enough. You have cried enough. You have been delayed enough. Your time of recovery has finally come. And today is that day for somebody in the name of Jesus. Studio, help me put on screen Psalms chapter 128 verse 3. Psalm 128 verse 3. Glory to Jesus. Psalm 128 verse 3. He said, Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine. I told somebody we say amen to that. By the side of thy house, thy children like only plants round about thy table. Is somebody saying amen to that? Whether you are married or not, say amen to that. Glory to God. Thy wife shall be as what? A fruitful vine. Remember, take note of that word. He said thy wife, not thy wife's. You didn't take note of it. I will show you that's why I'm here. <laughs> thy wife, that is even God, permits only one wife. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thy house. Thy children, like only plants, round about thy table. That is, you will so much have them that they will be like vineyards. Glory to God. You will so much have them round about you. You turn here, you see one. You turn here, you see one. It's a round about your table. Glory to God. Round about your table. You know, there's a way man will so much give birth to children that you will not be calling them by codes. You can't remember their name. You see that? Who's your mother again? <laughs> Glory to Jesus. What's your name? Somebody said, when a man has too much children, too many children, he said, who is there because their name? Because there are too many, so it's just, who is there? And one will show up, I am here. <laughs> Glory to God. To become fruitful, that is God's desire for every children of God. If you are a child of God, you are not permitted to be barren. 
every barren womb will give birth today. Every barren womb shall become a fruitful womb today. Barrenness in your finances shall become fruitful. Barrenness in your academy shall become fruitful. Barrenness in your career shall become fruitful. If you believe it, say louder, amen. Number three, he said the dry ground that refused to be satisfied with water. There are some ground that you keep pouring water, you keep pouring water, you keep pouring water, but yet it is never satisfied. Glory to Jesus. There are some ground that are so dry that no matter the quantity of water you pour on it, it keeps swallowing it up. It is never enough. Until you stand to say enough is enough. Such grounds never stops. And what do we mean by dry ground? That speaks about the human life. There are people that are working day and night, laboring all their life. They struggle to survive. All their life is full of struggles. And yet, no way out. From year to year, from January to December, that is how they will struggle all through. That's a, a life, a ground that is dry. But today, I speak, your life shall become like a watered garden. I say it shall become like a watered garden. When you see a dry light, give them something, it goes down. Invest into them, it doesn't produce. They put money in business, they put resources in business, yet there is nothing to show. That's a life that is dry, a ground that is dry. Have you ever seen a dry ground? Plant anything, it will never germinate. It will never germinate. Why? Because the ground is dry. And when the devil wants to frustrate a person's life, he makes his life dry. Glory to God. Dry that people don't even find pleasure in giving to such a person. Nobody wants to help. Nobody wants to assist. The devil makes such a life dry. But I stand on this altar and I speak over your life. After today, your life shall be fruitful. No more dryness around you in the name of Jesus. In Isaiah chapter 41 verse 18. Isaiah 41 and verse 18. Glory to God. Isaiah 41 verse 18. He said, I will open rivers in where? In high places and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. That shall be your life. God is making your life a spring of water. You are not saying a believing amen. amen. Glory to God. Recently they said there was a, a, a mysterious water that just came out from nowhere. <laughs> Glory to God. A mysterious water. They said it just came out from the ground. The ground was dry. Suddenly water came out. And people turned it into something else. Glory to God. A man of God the founder of CAC, he prayed for a particular stream behind his house because people were coming to for prayers. He couldn't attend to all of them. So he went behind his house. There was a little pond, a little stream. Prayed over it and people were going there to take their water and all that, whatever they were using it for. And they were getting healed. Now, do you know what human beings did? They threw that water and the thing dried. It dried up. God is saying that is how we make your life to be. Suddenly, water will pump out. 
Glory to God. So in a place where there was no water, in a place where everybody knew that this place is a dry ground, suddenly water will come back. That shall be somebody's life after today. Maybe they have concluded that you are a dry ground. Nothing works for you. Nothing can ever come out of you. Just like they said concerning Jesus. They said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? <laughs> can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Nazareth was a very small city. About 12 houses in those days. About 12 houses. Hot, not even tents. Small place. Small. And they now told them that a great prophet has arisen. They said, from where? They said, Nazareth. Ah. They said, can any good thing come out of there? <laughs> They didn't believe it. Why? Because of the smallness of the place. Glory to God. But today, everyone celebrates that prophet up to date. After this service, you shall be celebrated. I say you shall be celebrated. You will create a landmark history in your family. Nobody knows your family now. Glory to God. Nobody knows anything about your family. Even if they check them on Google now, they won't see anything about your family name. <laughs> Glory to God. But after this service, after this service, the God of recovery, the God of restoration, will make you a reference point in your family. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Say with me, I'm not a dry ground. And now say to your neighbor, I'm not a dry ground. I'm a fruitful ground. I'm a watered ground. And so shall it be for you in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Have you seen people that have different degrees but no job? All manner of degrees. No job. All manner of degrees. PhD. Doctorate, EFCC, EFF, ANC, all manner of degrees. No job. Glory to God. No job. I mean, why there is somebody without degree? No degree. said after this service you shall become a fruitful ground somebody's story is changing in this service that is why God orchestrated you to be here this morning to redirect your story to change everything around you and that shall be you in the name of Jesus number four because of time the fire that never says it is enough there are people going through torment in life. Their life is like as though they are going through literal fire. I said some time ago, I said there are people that have escaped hell fire, but they are going through earth fire. By salvation, they have escaped hell fire. But their experience in life is making them go through earth fire. Everything Everything tough. Life painful. Their life is full of regret and tears. But God is saying it is enough. That's what God
God is saying to someone here this morning? It is enough. It is enough. How many of you have ever been burned by fire before? You've been burned by fire? I know all the women you should have gotten that experience. As a woman, you've not been burned by fire before. You check your husband, you very well. Glory to God. At least one occasion or the other. You should have been burned like by hot oil. No matter how professional you are, you should have experienced that. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. So, to be burnt by fire is not a good experience. And that is the kind of life many people live in. From year to year, they live that kind of life. When fire burns a thing, it, it doesn't leave anything left. No, it's nothing left. When fire consumes, it consumes. Glory to God. And that is how many lives been consumed by fire. But God is saying this morning, it is enough. I said, God is saying this morning, it is enough. And like we told us, for you to put an end to every satanic onslaught around you, there are wine you must take. And the wine we'll be looking at this morning very briefly is the wine, the prayer wine. Say with me, the prayer wine. If you must stop the activities of the devil around you, you must be a prayerful believer. Be prayerful. That is what makes you put an end to satanic forces around you. Glory to Jesus. The world we are living in, you can't fight spiritual battles with your physical strength. The devil we are talking about here in John chapter 10 verse 10. He said, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Say, but I am come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. The devil we are talking about is an experienced old devil very experienced. He was there before you came. Glory to God. More than 2,000 years he has been there. And how old are you? <laughs> Just let's assume 2,000. Now separate your age from 2,000 and see the difference. Very experienced. Very experienced. And nowadays it's becoming very technological. Glory to God. Very experienced, old hands. So when you are trying to play game, he's just looking at it. Like, at the lookout, at the lookout. <laughs> Why? Because he knows where you are going to. He says your grandfather tried it, it didn't work. <laughs> so what's your problem? Glory to God. So the only thing you need to keep the devil far from your habitation is prayer. Prayer. Prayer does not kill the devil. Are you aware? God said, let's pray for the devil to die. He won't die. He won't. Even Jesus could not kill him. Are you aware of that? Jesus could not kill him. He's a spirit. He won't die. Let's pray. Die. He won't die. Demons don't die. The only thing you can do by prayer, you can send them far from your habitation. You can keep them far from your habitation. And that's what we're telling you the first Sunday of this month about the lion. If you don't have that city, please get it. When a lion enters a domain, he marks his territory to keep other animals far. That is what prayer does. Prayer is a spiritual stamp on your environment. Prayer puts a sea. It puts a wall of protection around you and your entire household. So if you want to survive in this world that we are in, I see God grant somebody the praying grace today. You are not saying that amen loud enough. 
Now, what we have in our present generation is not a prayer problem. Many people are praying, but many are praying wrongly. Many are praying. They are praying. We'll just show you some few things that will help you in prayer. Many are praying, but they are praying wrongly. Many are fasting, but they are fasting wrongly. So when you tell them, let's, let's pray, you say, we are praying to pray. There's nothing I've not done. Have you heard people say that? They say, there's nothing I've not done. is in church. Glory to Jesus. Everybody can pray, but not everyone is getting answers. That is why Christianity is looking so frustrating for some people. Because they pray, they don't get answers. They pray. They pray and cry, yet no answer. But after this service, you will get answers. I said you will get answers in the name of Jesus. How do you get answers to your prayers? Number one, a relationship with God. Have a relationship with God. Have a relationship with God. Every one of us know that you can't make withdrawals from the bank until you have done deposit. Yes or yes? Until you deposit money into the account, can you go and make withdrawals? As a matter of fact, you can't even go to the bank to make withdrawals until you have an account for the bank. So you can't just walk to any bank and say, I came to withdraw. Glory to God. So I came to withdraw like a northern man that took his national ID card to the ATM to go and withdraw money. His driver's license. <laughs> the card he took it. The people are putting card inside. So me, I want to also put my own card. Did he check the kind of card they were putting? That is what happens to a believer who does not have a relationship with God but is praying to God. Until you establish a relationship, God does not Until you have a cordial and a personal relationship with God. So the first step to getting answers to your prayers is to have a relationship with God. And how do you have that relationship with God? Be born again. Be 
born again. Glory to Jesus. Be born again. This is one major way to get getting answers to your prayers. If you are not born again as a, as, a, as a child of God, if you are not saved, if you've not received Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior, the issues of your life will not become a concern to God. God never responds to the issues of your life. Glory to Jesus. But my prayer for somebody today, as you spend time in God's presence, may you get answers to all your prayers. I said, may you get answers to all your prayers in the precious name of Jesus. God does not store up prayers. God answers prayers. God does not store up prayers. God answers prayers. Number two, if you must get answers to your prayers, be confident. Have confidence in the God you are afraid to. Number one, say have a relationship with him. Number two, be confident in him. I know my God has answered. You know, some people don't believe God has heard their prayers until they see what they want. Glory to God. You can believe God even before seeing it. And how do you do that? By your disposition. Your countenance. So people can come to you for prayers. After you finish praying, the way they will even leave, you will know that this person didn't believe. You just live like this. Glory to God. Your disposition. Be confident that God has had you. Anytime you pray, hear this. Anytime you pray, have this assurance that God has answered you. Whether you have seen the result or not, just be confident in your inside that God has had you. That is what speeds up the delivery of your answers. Have this confidence. Like I said some time ago, if I pray for you and you don't get answers, it's your problem. Because God hears me anytime I pray. He hears me every time I pray. After today, anytime you open your mouth to pray, God will hear you. Jesus never made any prayer in doubt. He never doubted. Ah, I'm sure God will hear me. Are you aware that all through the life of Jesus, he never asked for forgiveness? Why? Because he had confidence that this relationship was there. Check out through the scriptures. There was no time he was praying for forgiveness. Oh Lord, have mercy on me. Forgive me. I said, no! There was this confidence that I am a child of God. When you are asking your father something, it's different from when you are asking your uncle. Yes or yes? When you are asking your uncle, you can be begging. But when it's your father, you don't beg. You speak with all authority because that's his responsibility. So let this confidence be there that God answers my prayers. And we answer your prayers from today. I say we answer your prayers from today. In the name of Jesus. When you are a prayerful believer, you become intoxicated with the spirit of prayer. A prayerful believer is highly intoxicated. Highly. Highly. Not afraid of any devil. When you take the prayer wine in, it intoxicates you. So no matter what the situations are saying, no matter what the devil is doing around you, you are not seeing it. Glory to God. A man of God went to a village some time back for a crusade. And while he was there, they told him, I said, sir, this village, your program, you have to close very early, latest by 7. Between 8 and 8.30, everybody is back in their house. By 9, nobody goes out in this village. And the man of God asked him, he said, why? He said, that has been the custom. 
that's been the cost of we learned that there are some evil men that takes over this city takes over the entire village from the hours of 10 down so if you are seen outside that person dies one of us did it for how long has it been there ah it's been like that for ages and they said we'll change it today they said what they said we'll change it today they said nobody goes out say yes Some of them they carried their dead bodies back. So just quietly preach and go back. <laughs> Glory to God. And the man said, relax, we'll change it today. He went, ministered, he closed his service early, everybody left. They all went back home. At the middle of the night, he waited for them to have settled down. Around 12 midnight, he woke up. He opened the door as he was about going that day. The guests, the pastors that invited him, the host, the host pastors, and all the team, they started begging, please, sir, no, please, sir. He's risky, please, sir, please, sir. The man said, just relax, I'm coming. He took his Bible, he put his touch on it. <laughs> Glory to God. And he was going out. Malo kabratun shagabuzia. Leko pratakikaru shagarata. See, if you are prayerful, you are not afraid of any devil. The reason why some Christians are still living in fear is because their prayer life has been tampered with. He was going, Maria Topakisa. He went towards the market square, the village square. They said that's where they usually meet. He saw light because those people, they sat around. Wicked men, determining the destinies of people. You are aware there are some wicked people that won't die. Instead of them to die, they'll be exchanging other people's life with their lives. Today, the vengeance of God will catch up with them. They sat around, lit fire in the middle, and were doing all what they were doing. And this man of God was coming, at the middle of the night. And they began to hear some voice. They said, who, who, who is that that is not afraid to come out? Is this person, is he new? Is he not aware of the traditions of the land? Glory to God. And they were wondering who could this person be. Later, they had him speaking some strange language. You have been speaking Zulu for too long. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have been speaking Yoruba for too long. Etibo, etibo. It doesn't change anything, no. Glory to God. It doesn't change anything. If situations must change, change your language. Help me tell your neighbor, change your language. Glory to God. And the man was coming with a braggadocious audacity, walking like a trailer that does not have break. Glory to God. Are you aware if you must enter into your destiny, you must enter like a trailer that has no break? Glory to God. And he was coming. Maro Shabakata, Iyako Patala, Inkletoba, Iyaka, Taba, Rata, Bara. They all stood up. Who is that madman? <laughs> Who is that madman? And suddenly the man started running. Before he got there, all of them took off. Oh, oh, not one was left. Glory to God. And he got to the place where they were gathered, scattered their fire off the fire, overturned all their seats because they couldn't remember to carry the chairs, so they left it. Destroyed everything and made declaration up to date that evil gang God never existed. 
that evil works never existed. Why? Because a prayerful believer entered town. After today, it shall be said that God has arrived. As you go back to that family, it shall be said that Jesus has arrived. It shall be said that a prayerful man has arrived. Therefore, I decree your prayer life is restored. I said your prayer life is restored. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Ay, 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 ay. Somebody's prayer life shall be recovered today. You know, the first thing the devil does when he wants to neutralize and yearize a man, he kills his prayer life. Glory to God. That's the first thing he does. He kills your prayer life. He makes you not to be able to pray. Glory to God. Somebody is catching fresh fire this morning. If it looks as if you are in church, let your amen be the loudest. Glory to God. And are you aware that if you are not prayerful, you can't recover? There is no recovery until you are a man and a woman of prayer. If you are not a person that labors on the altar of prayer, you can't recover certain things in your life. There are certain things the devil takes from you, he takes it permanently. But when you are prayerful, he has no choice than to release it. He has no choice. Watch out. After this service, People will call you to come and take what belongs to you. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. We had a brother who lost the ID for about 15 years or thereabouts. Somebody just angrily seized it. With anger. Seized the ID. And after prayers, the person called him and said, please come and take your ID. Yeah, this thing has expired, over-expired, extra-expired. Tie down a brother's destiny. Whatever is yours. I said they will call you to come and collect it. In the precious name of Jesus. That brings us to our covenant day of recovery. So if you must recover, get angry in your spirit. When I see people who can, who can pray in tongues, I, I feel for them. I just tell them, hey, yeah. Glory to God. Get angry in your spirit. That is the number one step to recovery. Get angry in your prayer life. Don't be quiet when things are not working. Don't be quiet. Don't be quiet. Get angry. Tell your neighbor, get angry. I don't make with your neighbor. I mean, tell the neighbor, get angry. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Quickly, I'll just show you something on our covenant day of recovery. Help me welcome your neighbor to covenant day of recovery. Say, welcome to your covenant day of recovery. Now, the word recover means to get back. That's what it means. It means to get back. How many of you are said to get back today? Glory to God. It also means to regain. Glory to God. To regain a physical thing that was lost. To regain a physical thing that was lost. There are people here. Your wedding ring shall be regained. Shall be recovered. Whatever you have lost in time past, it shall be restored. 
Somebody lost a wedding ring for over 22 years. 22 years. You know what that means? 22 years. Lost wedding ring. <laughs> Glory to God. After 22 years, in the covenant day of recovery like this, he said suddenly one of the child just came with the wedding ring. Where has wedding ring been for 22 years? There are some people that just wake up, one leg of their shoe is missing. Some they spread clothes on the line and it's gone. After today, it shall be recovered. Yeah. I say it shall be recovered. Yeah. There are people that will keep money somewhere and they will find it. Glory to God. You know that you kept this money here. Yet it's that devil that took that money, he will pay with interest. Some of you will get back home, you will find money in strange places. Money you never kept. Why? Because the God of recovery is going into operation now. He will recover all that you have lost. Glory to Jesus. That's the dimension of recovery we are talking about. The dimension of recovery where things you have lost in time past, things you have forgotten, some landed properties that were yours, that somebody took from you, I said it shall be recovered. In the precious name of Jesus, we serve a God of recovery. We serve a God that does not permit loss. From today, you won't suffer loss. Another word for recovery means to return. It means to what? To return. What they have taken from you, they will return it. Is it that they return it willingly within this week or they return it by force? It also means to restore. Glory to Jesus. In Psalms, 1 Samuel chapter 9. 1 Samuel chapter 9, we'll see, there are a lot of things, but time may not permit us to be sharing that now. 1 Samuel chapter 9, if you get back home, please help us read from verse 1 through to verse 14. You see a lot of um, interesting things that will help you. 1 Samuel chapter 9, from verse 1. Now, it said, now there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abia, the son of Zerah, the son of, it was, of course, it was son of somebody, the son of, and the Benjamites, a mighty man of power. Go to verse 2. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man. After today, you will become a choice young man. And a choice young woman. Glory to God. And a goodly. And there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. From his shoulder and upward, he was higher than any of the people. He was a very tall, handsome young man. Glory to God. Very tall, handsome. And the Bible says in the entire Israel. So he was Mr. Israel. In the entire Israel, there was nobody as handsome as he was. Somebody's face will be adjusted this morning. Glory to God. There are some people, even the devil will see their face and shout, blood of Jesus. Handsome young man. He said, and the asses of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. Now, hear this. Take note of that word. The asses of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to Saul, his son, Take now 
one of thy servants with thee and arise go seek the asses now hear this there are some certain things you have lost in time past it was for a reason I'll show you go to the next verse and he passed through the Mount Ephraim and passed through the land of Shilasha but they found them not then they passed through the land of Shalem and there were and there they were not and they passed through the land of the Benjamites but they found them not now go to the next verse verse 5 it says, and when they were come to the land of Zuf Saul said to his servant that was with him come and let us return say with me I will not return until I recover I will not return that's the reason why many have not recovered they give up too soon glory to God Somebody take what is yours and you say for peace to reign. Peace can't reign until you return it. Until I get what I want, peace can't reign. Glory to Jesus. And he said, Come, let us return. But thank God for the good friend they had. He said, Come, let us return. Least my father leave caring for the asses and take thought for us. See verse 6. And he said unto him, Behold now. There is in this city a man of God, and he is an honorable man. All that he said, come it surely to pass. Every word that will be said over you today will come to pass. He said, now let us go thither. By adventure, he can show us the way that we should go. Verse 7. He said, then said Saul to his servant, but behold, if we go, what shall we bring the man? For the bread is spent in our vessels, and there is not a present to bring to the man of God what we have, or what have we. And the servant said, answered Saul again, and said, Behold, I have here at hand the fourth part of a shekel of silver that we I give to the man of God to tell us our way. Now let's stop there. There are a few things I want to point out to you if you want to enjoy recovery. Number one, keys to recovery. Number one, be on the father's assignment. That's the first key to recovery. If you must recover what you have lost, be on the go for God. Be interested in his assignment. Saul was not going to do his own assignment. He was going to do the father's assignment. And so he enjoyed recovery. Glory to Jesus. Be on the father's assignment. Inside the father's assignment is your consignment. Your blessings and your lifting is inside the Father's assignment. Glory to Jesus. Tomorrow again, the assignment is starting. Waiting on God for seven days. That's the assignment. Be part of it. That is where your reward is. That is where your change of story is hidden. Glory to God. Inside the Father's assignment is your consignment. Number two, keep right company. From where we read, keep right company. There are people you should not be seen with. Are you listening to what I'm saying? If you want to enjoy recovery, keep the right company. Imagine if Saul had went out with a servant that does not believe in recovery. He would have missed not just the ass, he would have also lost the fruit. But because he had a good friend, when he said, let's go back, this one said, no, said, we can't go back. He said, there's a prophet, let's go and find out. Glory to Jesus. Let's go and find out. I'll show you the kind of company to keep. Keep right company. Number one, keep company with those who are genuinely interested in your future. The 
are the people you should call friends. Glory to God. The kind of people some of you call friends, even the devil won't accept them as friends. Any my friend, any my friend. That's not your friend. A man or a woman that believes in your future, not a man or a woman that is looking for how to terminate your future. Glory to God. These are people you should keep as friends. Number two kind of people you should keep as friends. Keep company with those who make constructive impute into your life. Those who make constructive impute, they are adding to your life. They are adding to your life. Those are people you should call friends. They always say, show me your friend. Tell me your friend and I will show you. How do they put it? Show me your friend and I will tell you who you are. Glory to God. Papa will always say, your friends can either make you or marry you. Glory to Jesus. Number three, keep company with those who don't focus on your mistakes or weakness. Keep company with those who don't focus on your mistakes or your weakness. These are people you should keep company with. Are we together? Number three. Number three now. I said keys to recovery. Number one, um, be on the Father's assignment. Number two, keep right company. Now number three. I just gave you those points on that keep right company. Now number three. Place value on spiritual authority. Place value on what? On spiritual authority. If they were going to see a prophet, they said, we can't go empty. We live in a generation where people go to see prophets with nothing. In short, they even go there, they are looking for what to collect. Glory to God. A lot of times we see people come to, for counseling. And then when you pray for them, the Lord go with you, the Lord bless you. You say, Amen. Transport. And they didn't tell you they were coming, though. You were not expecting them. They just come. And they expect you to give them transport. That's the era we are living in. But in those days, they placed value on their prophets. When they are going to see a man of God, they don't go empty. They go with something. We can't think we teach that now that they ah, I said it. I've been so sweating this past week. Glory to Jesus. Place value on men of God. Anything to their life. Now, 
What does he have to do with your life? Ask the right questions. You know, the tithe and offering, who used to collect it? Where do they take it? You know, this church, people just drop offering and go. They drop offering and go. They drop offering and check how much. Five randos. They drop offering and go. How, how, how do they do the offering after? <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Ask questions. The right questions. The right questions that will guide you into your future. Glory to God. Number, number what now because of time? Number what? Treat people well. If you want to enjoy recovery, treat people well. Treat people well. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, the Bible says David was going. He was going to fight those that have taken, if you read from verse 10 to 19, those that have captured his family, captured everything about him, taking their children and their wives. When he was going, the Bible says they found an Egyptian. That man was part of their enemies. He was among those that came to burn his people, his land, and took his people. Because he fell sick on the way, the master left him. The best time to be a true friend is when somebody is going through pain. But are you aware that the kind of world we live in, when you are going through pain, that's when everybody rejects you. Even in the church, oh, that's when they abandon you. When you are going through some tough times in life, that's when everybody becomes busy. Say, may God grant somebody understanding. Are you aware that everybody have opportunity? But most times we squander those opportunities. There are people that may not look good now, but they have the information that you need. If David had killed that Egyptian, do you know he would have lost his family for life? Because he had the strength to fight. The man didn't have the strength to fight. But the man knew the road to where he was going. There are people around you that 
person you are sitting by the side now may be the answer to your prayers. That usher that you see at the door and you snuff. Some people ushers to be greeted at the ones because they think that those that are serving as ushers they are less. They will greet you. Glory to God. In, in, in Johannesburg one day, I went out with one of my partners for outreach. And we went out, we are going out. We met somebody. We are trying to give the person. He just loved us. My partner was like, he said, what's wrong with you? Do you know who is giving you five? to your feet. Tell your neighbor, treat me well. I may be the answer to your prayers. Tell your neighbor, say, treat me well. I may be the answer to your problem. Glory to Jesus. for somebody in this service. All that God has reserved for you, it shall be delivered in the name of Jesus. I said it shall be delivered in the name of Jesus. Now we're going to pray one prayer. Lord, I recover all that I have lost. But before we pray that quickly, there are those You have been empowered for all-round victory, exploit, and unquestionable dominion over all life challenges. The end has come to all struggles in Jesus' name. Please share your testimonies with us by calling us on 031-301-6266 or 074-575-9240. You can equally send us an email to wmadaben at yahoo.com. Best of all, come hear the man of God live as you worship with us at in Durban. Our services hold on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. for English and Zulu interpreted services and on Wednesdays at 5.30 p.m. God bless you.